what is going on you guys it is sunday and you know what that means because if you do i sure as hell don't but guess what we're back at it again this time you may see it's a little different today that's because we got tommy hola wingapo how are you guys doing hopefully you've had a fantastic russell week and we also got the man from the seventh season okay first thing i gotta find out where the hell are you at uh, production truck 7B, Trevor, uh, totally forgot the key card in here, so I was able to sneak in. Are, are you in the parking lot? Yeah, yeah, you know, at the live event. How did you get uh, to the live you. event? Jokes on you, there's no production truck at live events. Exactly, that's the whole point. <laughs> so you're just sitting in the middle of nowhere in a production truck? He's middle in the nowhere. truck. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, Trevor, unfortunately, is, uh, was previously Future Endeavored, so uh, he thinks he still works with WWE, um, so yeah, he went on like a, whatever, anywho, hello, welcome. This hey. bit's gone on way too long, way All too right. far. Anyways, and we got your boy Stambino <laughs> in the house too. So, guys. Uh, you you missed your cue there, so all right, we're gonna keep doing. It. All right, screw it, got it. All over the place. Anyway, whatever. Um, uh, we had a hell of a week with the wrestles this week. Uh, obviously, we've had your you had your Monday Night Raw, you had your NXT with New Year's Evil, you had SmackDown, you had your Dynamite, your Rampage, your Battle of the Belts. We had Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill this past weekend, and on top of that, as well, we also had Wrestle Kingdom as well. We have a lot to talk about today. I'm going to go ahead and get right into it as well. Tommy has the picture on screen. And the biggest news already of this week. Impact Wrestling's Women's World Champion Mickey James is going to be in the Royal Rumble match on the 29th in 20 days. Guys, your thoughts? Oh, it's, it's weird. Because the WWE has always been anti-working with companies at least in recent years like you look back in the 90s they worked with triple uh no they worked with uh cmll uh they worked with the nwa it's weird now that 20 years ago you know impact was founded to be competition to the wwe and here we are in 2022 where their women's world champion is taking part in one of their signature premier events like that says a lot about the landscape of wrestling changing i love it yeah, I, I would definitely uh, kind of go along with what Tommy's saying. It's it's uh, it's interesting because you know, with me growing up being a WCW fan, then casually coming over to WWE, and then kind of just you know gravitating toward a little bit Impact when it was in the, the Spike TV era and things like that, and obviously now getting back in to Impact Wrestling. Um, Seeing this is actually really good, especially after the whole working relationship with like AEW, NWA, and you know New Japan, things like that. Um, yeah, I think this is cool. I think it's really going to be really if it's going to benefit anybody, it's really going to benefit Impact more. I think they're just going to get more of the rub, especially with their women's world champ going to be on the Royal Rumble. So I think it's a really good rub for them. For sure. Um, to argue that point, well, not even so much argue that point, but to go along with that point, uh, you look at the relationship that AEW had with Impact. It was mainly focused among the, among the men's roster. You had the, the world championship being defended in AEW. You had the AEW champion being Impact champion. You know, 
he got the crossover with the tag champions, but the women's division was kind of pushed aside as far as that relationship goes. And Mickey James, if I remember correctly, um, I saw her put out a tweet about that exact situation about how the women were pretty much blocked off from that relationship with AEW. So it definitely does help impact. I'm just curious to see what the benefit for WWE is because there's this is a long game like so I want to know what the long game is going to be besides you know them releasing everybody on the roster and not having enough people to fill out a 30-person rumble but you know it's whatever and then you gotta (laughs) you know you gotta come in and then you gotta fill in the the Royal Rumble with names such as like what they've announced already on Smackdown uh in the women's side we have representing Raw we got Carmella Dana Brooke Nikki A.S.H., Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley, and Tamina. Representing the SmackDown side, you have Aaliyah, Charlotte Flair, who is your SmackDown's women's champion for whatever reason she's going to be in the match. Uh, Naomi. I mean, to be fair, cut you off real quick. Brock Brock did the same thing a couple years ago. But Brock. The rumble that Drew won. Yes, so twenty twenty rumble. I I was about to say, but Brock defended it. But I was I would have been wrong. I would have been wrong. I didn't want to do he that. Did, he didn't defend it. No, yeah, he didn't. Uh, yeah, last time the WWE title was defended in the Royal Rumble was when Roman Reigns defended the WWE Championship, and that's the Rumble that Triple H won. Which, in fact, we saw the debut of AJ Styles in that Rumble too. Can't forget about that. At number three, was that that year? It was that year because it started off with Reigns and Rusev. And, and then, then AJ came in at number three. Yep, I remember. Um, on top of that as well, um, yes, uh, Naomi, Natalia, uh, Shayna Baszler, and then Shotzi. Your Hall of Famers are Lita and the Bella Twins, which I'll I'll keep my personal opinion on that one out of there. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to start a rant on that. Um, Danny, you are absolutely correct. Good call. I don't I don't want to do that because I already know what's going to happen. This is going to get leaked out of somewhere. I'm going to get some emotional backlash on Instagram, Twitter, social media, and then this whole thing is going to get shut down. I can't I can't have that happen. You're a journalist, <laughs> my guy. Let it happen. <laughs> I, I, we don't need – I can't open that can of worms. Uh, and then your free agents are Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, Summer Rae, and then, again, like we talked about, the Impact Wrestling Women's World Champion, Mickey James. Uh, that is right now um, – your field for the women's Royal Rumble match as it sits. Um, 19 out of 30 women confirmed, so we still have 11 slots left. Um, we will probably see some NXT women come up. For sure, for sure NXT women. Like Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, I could all see that. I could see them. Io Shirai, I can see. Kaylee uh, Ray, Cor- Toxic. Kaylee Ray, Cora Jade. Toxic Attraction. Possibly Toxic Attraction, yeah. Um... I could also see a couple more Impact Stars crossover. Like, I can absolutely see Jordan Grace. I can see uh, Deanna Parasso. Ooh. Because if they're trying to highlight, you know, the women's division like they're doing with this announcement of Mickey, why not have some of the top women's stars there, you know? Maybe Rosemary or Havoc. To eat your own, yes. I mean, you, uh, like you said, with the other, you know, we got Mickey coming from Impact. Uh, you know, you could see um, Tasha Steeles. We could see her. Uh, I wasn't sure if she was still signed. That's why I didn't mention her, yep, but she, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that when we touch on Hard to Kill. Um, we could see um, Rachel Ellering. We could see her come into WWE again. 
I don't I don't know if WWE will want any like because like Kimberly is still signed despite whatever the media has said. She's still signed to Impact. Yes. But she had a bad run in NXT. Yes. And for the most part, so did Rachel Ellering. So I don't know if that's something that the WWE would be trying to highlight. You know, um, that's like that's like putting Gail Kim in the in the Rumble after all the things that Gail Kim has said. Again, you never know. Uh, again, uh, in the chat, uh, plus the Ring of Honor ladies as well, Angelina Love. Oh yeah. Uh, the women's champion Roxy. We could see Dude, her. Rock- Let's go, bro. You know, um, there's there's so many different dynamics we could see with the um with the women's side of the Royal Rumble as well. Um, you know, I I gotta see this is now making me like super interested in now. I wanna see who's gonna show up. There's a lot of women that we could potentially see come in that, you know, from Impact Wrestling, you know, potentially Ring of Honor just to get their name out there, just get a little bit of limelight out there. But again, like what you said earlier, uh, what is the ultimate end game for the WWE in this? You know, now they have this partner, this supposed partnership with um, Impact, allowing Mickey James to come back. What, um, who, who else are we gonna see? Um, I was, um, I was talking with, um, talking with a coworker of mine, not Ryan. Uh, what would happen if, like, on an NXT? Before Imperium defends the NXT tag team titles against MSK, they're like, man, I'm nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. You hear a knock on the door and I don't know where you to see. What's going on, guys? And you get Trey who pops up out of nowhere just for publicity. I mean, getting the Rascals back together would be great for the indie fans that, like, know, you know, or like those who watched Impact a few years ago and saw the three of them together. Like, it makes sense. But once again, it had, what's, what's the long, the long term with that? It'd be great. Don't get me wrong. It'd be absolutely great. But I think I think we should all just like pull our expectations for this because I don't know if I really want to give my hopes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even though like you said, like announcing Mickey James and kind of Impact getting that rub, and then obviously WWE already announcing all the legends that are going to be in there pre advance. It's it's. Yep. For me, is where's the surprise factor? I think Royal Rumble has always been probably my top, if not top two, of my favorite pay-per-views. So having the surprise factor has always been that. So you've announced, like, even for Lita being my favorite diva and and, and that she's going to be announced for it is like, dang, I would have really loved for her to show up as a surprise. But now that I know it's there, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to still watch it, but... The, the the surprise factor for me just will not be there. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. The musical hit, I'll be pumped up. But what did you say? You said it was 19 announced? 19 out of 30, yes. And again, I'm going to follow up on you on that one before we touched on the men's side of it. Uh, the mystique of like who's going to show up. That, yeah. yes, I 100% agree. Um, yeah, that's something that I really would have loved to have. Um, Ryan, where'd you go? Sorry, technical difficulties there. Anyways, uh, um, yeah, but yes. Um, moving on to the men's side of the rumble, uh, seven out of the thirty superstars have been announced. Uh, on the Raw side, we have the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Ford. The Mysterios, Ray and Dominic, Austin Theory. On SmackDown, we have Sheamus, and then also the celebrity participant, Johnny Knoxville. 
That's all I got. That's all I got. Let's go. I will say this. We're going to get to that too, because let me just tell you how geeked up I was for that particular moment. I will say this right now. There's two things I want from this. One, I do want it to where the entry hit. Instead of having the music hit, you got the camera in the back and Johnny Knoxville does this whole spiel. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. This is the Royal Rumble. His music hit. He comes running out. I would just absolutely love it if he slides in the ring and somebody just fucking hits him. I will absolutely lose my mind because I will be laughing so hard. Like Omos? Yes. Omos just picks him up and just yeets him like into the third row. I can't get that lucky. I want Johnny Knoxville to spontaneously like tear both ACLs <laughs> Vince McMahon and then explode. <laughs> and then explode. Yikes. Um, <laughs> let's get, let's dive right into the WWE portion of this. Um, I want to get into that big one right there. That image we see Roman Reigns is staring down Seth Rollins. They're going to give us Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at the Rumble. I mean, it's it's pretty much been confirmed by Fox who had to pull it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm it, it's interesting because I recently read something uh, actually not so long. It was about an hour ago about the WWE going with their plans still for Brock versus Roman, but it's going to be a new way around it with. Seth possibly winning the Universal Championship and bringing it over to Raw. Brock going to SmackDown with the WWE titles and the belts just swapping brands. That makes a lot of sense. That that, that, that makes a lot of sense. But did anybody catch the Easter egg right before the door opened? So, okay, Tommy, to kind of like, kind of piggyback on it, because that's actually really interesting. But so what's happening right now, obviously with Roman being... The, the apparent heel are they are they are they i guess making sub babyface for this one night no, and then no no what i i don't so the way or i you... see the way that they're at least going with this is that seth is still the heel okay roman is more of the i don't want to say tweener but he's the anti-villain if you will he's okay. bad but he'll only do bad if he has to at this point. That's okay. that's the way I see it. And then when Brock comes back over, he's probably going to be the uh, probably going to be the heel again to continue that yeah. story. Because I, okay. I, cool. I did want to I did want to touch on that part too. But uh, like I said, did you guys catch the Easter egg before Seth Rollins came into the room? Yeah, yeah him, he... him knocking the Shield entrance. Yeah, yes, yes. I caught that. Was so that. I didn't catch it at first. I did not. I'll be honest. I did not catch that at first, and I had. Oh, what a surprise! Danny doesn't pay attention. Yeah, as soon as he did it, I was literally like, "You've got to be kidding me!" They're really going this. All right, and then yes, when you talked about uh, Rock bringing the WWE Championship over to SmackDown and Raw taking the Universal Title to Raw, Mm. obviously, if we see the whole interaction with what happened with Paul Heyman in there. we're still getting that key element of that other story that they didn't finish at day one where it's going to get finished at mania absolutely absolutely that's that's honestly the best way to go about it like 
things got messed up. They're doing their best to fix course. And if they have to swap the belts to different brands to get the job done, then so be it, you know, cause who's to say that, who's to say that uh, Roman and Seth are going to be the one to close out the show. It could be the rumble. It's, it's been like the last three years where the rumble has been the actual main event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There. So Seth, 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 Seth wins would be good. Seth wins the belt. There's an extra spot or Roman takes somebody's spot. Like say Jay or Jimmy are in the rumble and Roman goes, I need this. Roman goes, I need this. Let's go. Uh-uh. Oh, Tribal chief tax. Tribal chief tax. Um, and, that's, and that's how Roman ends up winning a rumble at the number 30 spot. Uh, in the chat, we got Rollins versus Owens at Mania. Give KO his moment. Thoughts on that one? Uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, but I don't also like- with so with with Owens signing the new contract, sure. If he was if he was still out the door, no, absolutely not. But with right. him still having with him signing the new deal, sure. Why not? Why not? Even if it's a short run. Same thing with uh Liv Morgan. Like I'm waiting for Liv Morgan to win the belt at, at the Rumble. I really am. I really, really am. So- Either she's winning the belt at the Rumble or she's winning the Rumble. <laughs> So we basically so go ahead touching on that one. So we're gonna say Liv Morgan is gonna win the triple threat match this Monday against uh Dewdrop and Bianca Belair and those two the losing two will go end the rumble. The winner goes on to onto the rumble to face Becky. No, you know what? No, I think Bianca Belair's wins. Gonna... Yep, Bianca yep. wins the triple threat. Liv wins the Royal Rumble. Liv wins the Royal Rumble. Yep. Bigger yes. moment. Bigger moment. Yes. I, I like that. Okay. Because like like we've been saying the last couple of weeks, Liv has absolutely like stepped up and beyond yeah. uh, what we all thought she would be at. So like, why not? Why not? Nobody expected Bianca to win the Rumble. Nope. So. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't expect Bianca to win it. I thought Rhea was going to get it that year. But yep. hey, yep. But we got to forget. We got a wild card, I believe. Okay. Um, if, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. Is Alexa Bliss now fully healed? She is. Uh, healed. She is coming back. Yes. So is it she, after Royal Rumble or pre Royal Rumble? It'll probably be re- the week before the Rumble. I think she returns before okay. the Rumble and stakes a claim that she's going into the Rumble. But I don't think we see the Funhouse Bliss. We see the old Bliss, the Goddess Bliss. Okay. I, I don't know if it'll be the full goddess. I think it might be a reinvention of that because she Ooh. was dark for so long. Yep. So like, you know, it's heavenly and ah, it's Charlotte Flair light, essentially. I love Alexa, so I can't even Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think the reincarnation of Alexa that we get this time, we still have like we have the goddess presence, you know, the one who can kill every woman on the on the stick. But then if you you know, you flip that switch, she goes right back to the dark side. So like with personality. More... Yep. Yep. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, kind of deal. Ah, I can, I can, I can, I can deal yeah. with that. All right. Uh, moving on from that. Uh, so, uh, so we got uh this upcoming week the RK Bro takes on uh defends the tag titles against the Alpha Academy. Do we see new champions? I'm gonna go upset alert. I'm gonna say yes. So I say no, not now. Okay. I say that. RK Bro wins, but 
Alpha Academy gets a rematch at the Rumble, and that's when we see the belt switch, and that's when we see Orton turn on Riddle. Setting up a WrestleMania feud. Because Riddle can't get it together in Orton's mind. Yep. He's the weak link. He's always been the weak link. Orton tried to go along with this, 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 and that to try to make things work, and uh, now they lost. And every time I believe RK-Bro has lost, it's been Riddle who's taken the pinfall. It has been Riddle who's taken the pinfall. Exactly. And and let's be honest, I love Randy when he has his fun face runs, but Randy is a heel. He's a heel my, my, a thousand percent. This is it's on topic, but also off topic. I think my favorite Randy Orton face turn was the one SmackDown where he did the splits in the ring with Christian. Oh, when the- he RKO'd Henry, he did the toe tap and then did the whole because I think like the I think like the week or the raw before Cena had did something weird like that too, <laughs> and because Orton and Cena are best friends in real life, like it's like they were one upping each other, and it was fantastic. That was my favorite Randy Orton face moment. I'd have to go probably 2004 when he turned on Evolution when he won his first world title for something about I don't know there was something pure about when he finally went on even though it was a I feel like it was very green. That first initial run that he had with that world title going against Evolution and having the like locker room rally around him, um, that was personally probably my favorite. That's that's like at the bottom for me. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) All right. It's not the but moving on, uh, going into NXT's New Year's Evil, we kicked off the show with the unification match for the North American Championship and the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Carmelo Hayes defended the North American Championship against Roderick Strong, who was defending the Cruiserweight Championship, where we saw Carmelo Hayes defeat Roderick Strong to become the dual champion and to officially retire the Cruiserweight Championship. Thoughts? No surprise. Told you. Told like, you. Like, I, we, we all knew it was coming, but they put on a really good match. Well, it was yeah, my- it wasn't the end of the company. It's just... You know, it's not like it's not like this. I mean, at the, I mean, at that point, dang. I mean, I, if, if we're gonna be like that, I mean, technically, yeah, it was. It was the end of two hundred five live. They're probably gonna that, re- They're probably gonna get rid of two hundred five live, and you're just gonna keep main event, and that's what we'll end up getting on the on on Peacock after, uh, like at, before SmackDown or something. I don't know. Dang, man, 205s. I, I called it, though. Like I said, Vince McMahon hates cruiserweights. Vince McMahon hates tag teams. If he could kill off cruiserweights and tag teams in one shot and not upset everybody, he probably would. Oh, 100%. Like, the cruiserweights have always been uh, a supplemental division throughout the history of the WWE. You look at the light heavyweight division, like for the longest time, Gilbert was the light heavyweight champion because they forgot they had the light heavyweight title around him. And they just used him to mock Goldberg. And then X-Pac had the belt for a while and it didn't really change again until I believe it was Hurricane Helms that had the lightweight title and it became the cruiserweight title. And that's, you know, up until Hornswoggle won the belt because haha, cruiserweights are funny. Um, And then they killed the belt the first, well, second time, third time, second time. That was the second time. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a shock to me. It's disappointing because there are so many great talents under 205 and under 220, the old cruiserweight limit. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it hurts. 
Uh, moving on, we had Riddle and MSK uh, taking on Imperium, and where we saw Riddle and MSK go over on Imperium. Uh, Walters, first time back in the States, and a six-man tag team match on NXT, goes under. Uh, but obviously, with what they were doing, building up MSK, you know, to give them the momentum to go back after Imperium. Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, I definitely say that that match for me was match of the night for that. I was going to say the same um, thing. I was going to say the same exact thing. It was it was hard too because I I really enjoyed the Carmelo Hayes and Roderick Strong, and I was for probably until maybe yesterday. I was really fighting between one and two between those matches, but then I finally came. That it was that was the Imperium match was definitely my my favorite, and it's a it's a sign of things to of good things to come, and it's good to see how great Walter's looking. Um, he's looking in phenomenal shape. He looks like he's even more driven than it feels like, and um, I'm ready to see him here on the main roster of NXT for a little while. Oh, for sure, for sure, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great because I feel like Walter is the last. I hate to use the term, but I hate like Walter. I feel like Walter is the last pillar of the black and gold NXT besides Tommaso Ciampa, but Ciampa was just champion. Um, but as far as like the style wise that Triple H was going for, I feel like Walter is the last pillar of that. So seeing him on the Rainbow Brand now. Um, it's going to be really good. It's it's going to be really good. I hope. I hope. It's fingers really crossed. Fingers crossed. Do you think him up, Walter, to be kind of that last? Um, it, it was very symbolic of of Braun Breaker in that match to kicking down the like old NXT kind of like logo feel. Mm-hmm. Do you feel mm-hmm. like Walter being in? If he does, obviously come to the main roster there, that. They set him up for Braun Breaker as that final kind of test, you know, like a Rocky and Drago type deal. And what are your thoughts on that? And who would go over or how would it go? If, if that's, I guess that's what I'm thinking. I think with the way that they're building Braun, I think yeah. they would have to have Braun win. Not, not, uh, yeah, clean. Clean? Okay. Clean. Like, obviously, Braun is going to get the absolute crap beat out of him. But, you know, I, I think it has to be clean if you're trying to, like, build him as a proof of point. Yeah. Because, like, it was, I, I know we're going to get to it, but, like, his entrance of breaking down the old NXT logo, like, breaking the chains of it, like, that's, that that got me. Like, that's, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, like, it's. It's real. Like the whole change is real, man. Hey, man, the black and yellow go with the brand. Hey, get rid of it. Hey, we're going to turn into a new brand. We're going to do a whole new uh, <laughs> development kind of thing here. And it's like, I get I it. What feels like. What, what Hunter's thoughts of this when he gets back into the, the office and um, obviously gets feeling good enough to get back to work. It, I wonder if he'll ever, if he'll speak on this, if he can speak on this, or so, is this. I, you know, the memes. I see the memes all the time. So honestly, what I'm, I'm gonna best represent this to, you, you see, remember the episode of the Fresh Prince where Will's in the house and it's all empty and he's just standing there. Yes, the end right? of the show. Yep, yep. <laughs> that is exactly how Triple H is gonna be when he comes back and sees NXT when 
what he what he had to go off for his health and stuff. Exactly how it's going to be with him. And then we'll probably, I don't know, Triple H probably do something. Probably take. I don't know. I don't think he'd take over since it's going to be a Vince's image. He might pursue like another project or something. I I don't know. I can't predict that part of the future. What are your guys' That's thoughts on? Yeah, that maybe he he actually decides to leave WWE or is he a lifer? So, I actually had this conversation with my wife in the car earlier. Um, I think we'll see one day soon in the next three years about Vince uh, about Vince about Triple H selling his shares, like finally selling his shares and just you know calling it quits and just leaving the WWE, starting something else up. Because he knows how to do it. Yeah. Like and you saw what he did with NXT. Like he knows what he's looking for. He knows what people are reacting to. Like right. it, it can happen. Oof. We'll get we're about to get to that in just a second. About um, to get to what? The we'll get to AEW in just a second. Um you don't have to acknowledge this. This is just, this is for my purpose. This is for my my enjoyment. I, I know because we're we literally just finished up NXT, so I was about to jump into AEW. Um, we started off. Oh, yeah, Pete Dunn too. Uh, from the chat, Pete Dunn too. Which, by the way, if you guys are listening to this on pushstartmedianetwork.com or on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, we do do this show live every Sunday at twitch.tv forward slash shut up Danny TTV. Uh, there's an underscore after shut up Danny. Uh, so yes, in the uh, in the chat. Trash unification, referring to the NXT uh, North American Cruiserweight titles. Yep. Uh, didn't even know 205 was still a thing. Oh, it is. Uh, and don't forget about Pete Dunn, too, as far as the pillars of NXT. Absolutely. Especially, they, yeah. they've been giving him a lot more TV time, uh, but he's up against Danny's favorite. Well, it's not my Danny. favorite. No, 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 no. Ryan is more of the diehard uh, Tony D'Angelo <laughs> fan. <laughs> Ryan, I think you, you cannot me. tell me that when I, you saw the gimmick, you were like, I absolutely look, love this. I love it, but you superseded me with the fandom, especially with the whole idea of like, you're like, bring back Ninjio, bring back the the, the FBI, bring back WCW Johnny, Johnny Stamboli. And everything. I was like, I remember, I remember. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a lot. Now, again, I love Tony D'Angelo, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I, but I want to see what they do with him. I, I feel like, he needs to uh he's on the verge of getting a little too comedic already to me. And oh, I, I thought that the moment they introduced the gimmick, I was like, this is not NXT anymore. I hate this. <laughs> I just I, they need to go a little bit darker with him. I don't know if they will, but uh That's why they got this crowbar on a pole match for next week. They're gonna write off Pete Dunn, they're gonna whack him off, and he's gonna go ahead and uh leave the company. Well, well didn't time out. Hold up, hold up. Sign? Like a three year contract? Hold up. Did you say crowbar on a pole? Yes. Yeah. Crowbar my on eye a pole is twitching. Back. I don't know if you guys can see that. My eye is twitching. <laughs> that has that is such a Vince Russo thing. I was just about to say Vince Russo. There we go. Man, come on now. Yep. All At right. least it's not a mouth guard on a pole match. Oh my god. It, it could have been, but we don't know. It's the Somebody forbidden door. That. Kevin Dunn. All right, we're going to get off that before Tommy has an aneurysm here. Uh, AEW, guys. I just saw him walk by. Uh, AEW, guys, we kicked it off with the world title match. 
uh, Hangman Page and Danielson too. If the match went to a time limit draw, it would have been it went to the judges, which were Jerry Land, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and Paul White. So the commentary team and a trainer. Yep. Okay. I, I mean, thought it was funny with the whole like Mark Henry and Big Show. Because wasn't that someone that Brian faced and like demolished in back in like storyline purposes? Brian did face uh Henry and show in a triple threat match at that Royal Rumble in a cage match where them slipping out of the grasp of Big Show to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. I would have laughed if they would have played on that and would have gotten to the judges' ability to cost him that championship. But what does that do in the long run? Neither one of them, neither one of them are are getting well, especially not Henry. Henry's not getting back in the ring, but you know. We would have got who really wants to see who really wants to see Paul White versus Brian Danielson. We would have got we would have got an unnecessary match for no reason. No, saying you don't think Henry will uh, get another uh, opportunity in the ring at all. He said he doesn't want it. He said he's comfortable Uh, just doing what he's doing. So I mean, you never say never in wrestling. But this is true. Just going off of his word, right? Right. We saw uh, Hangman go over on Brian clean. Uh, vanquishing the dragon, the American dragon. So now we got to find out who is going to be the next contender for Hangman Page in the upcoming weeks, uh, leading into Revolution for AEW in February. Um, after that, we went to the next contest, which we saw MJF take on the captain, Sean Dean, where the match really never actually fully got into it, where we seen CM Punk come running out, scare MJF off, turn around, and attack Sean Dean by giving him the go to sleep, and costing MJF his very first match of the new year. Chicago helping Chicago, that's what it was. I mean, I don't know if it really... Oh, no, because Sean Dean does technically get the win. It was just in painful fashion. But yeah, Chicago things. So, for me personally, it's actually, honestly, the first time I'm actually happy that AEW actually acknowledged a disqualification win after they were, like, being so super lenient on Every other thing, referee blatantly sees somebody interfere outside, doesn't ring the bell. So you got to think about something, too. AEW had originally said that they want to be nothing like WWE as far as the way the finishes go. Because the WWE had consistent no contests and consistent DQ finishes. That's why That's why in the first three years of AEW, you rarely have seen a no contest or a disqualification. It'd be, I mean, fair point, but it, I don't know. Just I think for me, like, obviously, you know, it's like, Come on, it's like can't you at least just like what every now and then throw one in there. You don't have to be all the time. It's just like, yeah, like you said, we went three years of like no contests, no disqualif and like no disqualifications blatantly happening, even though we see it. And mm-hmm. but now you actually acknowledge it on this very first one, which he was a shock, and I'm actually kind of happy about it where they just just say, Oh, the match never happened. See, I like I think Sean Dean getting that victory, even though the way it was. Um, Sean Dean's a really great competitor. He's obviously been a really good asset for AEW for what he's doing behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I did actually just catch Busted Open um, when he was talking with, I believe it was Mark Henry, and was Mark was asking him about things that he wants to do, and Sean Dean was like, "Yeah, man, I would love to really create a interesting storyline going into this new year." with uh, me and um, 
Bravo, who is also another fellow serviceman. I guess their tag team name Probably is Bravo, called yeah. Yeah, the infantry. And yep. they want to get that thing brought to TV. And I'm I'm all for it. So I personally like watching Sean Dean on TV. So the more that I can get of him, when I was watching him on Dark and all that, I, I was yeah. very and, and loved his, his psychology and his work. So more yeah. Sean Dean on TV is never a bad thing. I agree with you on that one. After that, we saw Wardlow take on Ant- Antonio Zambroni. Um, didn't know the guy had a name, but I was able to find it. Um, the match started, didn't even get underway until after Sean Spears attacked him, hit him with the Death Valley driver on the floor, threw him in, um, just telling Wardlow, hey, ring the bell, start pinning him. And then we seen Wardlow just absolutely lay waste to him with four power bombs before getting the pin. They're obviously. His veins, ice water in his veins. They're obviously building Wardlow up, but obviously they don't need to have Sean Spears attack his d- opponent every time. It th- just defeats the purpose oh. in my book. No, it there's, doesn't. There's a story behind there's, that. There is absolutely a story behind that, Ryan. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yes. uh, in Come case on. you haven't noticed, Wardlow is tired of being MJF's lackey. Yes. He's yes. tired of being pushed around by MJF via Sean Spears. Yep. Because. In case you haven't paid attention to any of Wardlow's promos beforehand, Spears has mentioned something about MJF said, you need to do this, 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 and that. But it's not coming from MJF. It's coming from Spears. Yep. And Wardlow's going to get, Wardlow's going to get pissed off. Wardlow's going to powerbomb the hell out of Sean Spears at least 43 times. And I'm going to be honest, I'm here for it. And then Wardlow's going to sign with push start media wrestling. Uh, for our fire promoter Fridays on a uh, switch.cb forward slash push star media network. So yeah, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Again, and that- you know about it with, remember that segment from dynamite when Wardlow was back there with MJF and, mm-hmm. Spear, and MJF made that comment about how Wardlow, you know, how you work for me and in your contract, it shows whether you win a championship, whether you do such mm-hmm. and such, any wins, anything that you do, automatically gets defaulted to mjf and you've seen how his his face looked like man i'm not i'm not part of this anymore so yep. Yep. tommy was saying the whole sean spears interfering thing is going to get to a point where i personally believe it's just going to blow off and then he's just going to demolish spears and then there It'll you go be uh, spears first and then mjf yep and so we probably see like mjf versus wardlow at double or nothing after he goes through sean spears at revolution there you or go. We, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it works. I mean, there's other stuff in between there, like uh, what is it? Yep. Beach break or no? Yep. Some break. whatever. Beach yeah. break. You're right. Yep. Okay. You're right. Um, uh, the only reason why I had beach break in my head because that's Orange Cassidy's finish. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's stuff in between there before we get to double or nothing. So they can always build. But yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that a Wardlow face turn is imminent. It has to be at this point. Because the crowd's getting behind him, too. Like, yeah, he's destroying people with these power bombs, but you hear the crowd reacting to them. So it's 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 like Batista. It's it's just like Batista before, uh, before he turned face. The crowd got behind him, That's and then really they got good. behind him even more when he turned on Triple H and signed the contract to face Triple H for WrestleMania 21. Like, oh, that's so good, dude. I that's a great way to pull tie that into that, my guy. Wow. Yep. After that, uh, moving on, we got Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho to crown the inaugural 
TBS Women's Champion. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Great match. I knew I knew Ryan was going to pop about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so good. My biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from the match is, yes, Jade is still very, very green. Um, again, she needs to slow it down before she not only hurts herself, but she hurts the person she's working with. Um, yeah. that that's just my biggest takeaway from the match. It, overall, it was fun to watch. Um, happy for Jade Cargill becoming the first TBS Women's Champion. Um, you know, but again, it was kind of like already set in stone when they announced the tournament and she was in it. She's undefeated. She's went through everybody on the roster. She's never been pinned by anybody. So I honestly had my safe bet on her becoming the very first champion. If it wasn't her, it would have been either Thunder Rosa or Ruby Soho, but they went with Jade Cargill. Honestly, I, I thought it was going to be Thunder, to be completely honest. Like, when they originally announced it, I absolutely thought it was going to be Thunder Rosa. But that, that's what my that's where my, like, safe pick was at it, too. But then thinking about, like, how they've been building Jade as everything. So it's like, um, it it's one of those things. It's like, hey, you know, they're, they're building her up. She's the, one of the next dominant females on the roster. Uh, so, you know, you got her and then. Uh, you did the whole thing. You got her set up with titles, so that's cool. Now, the only thing is now who's going to be the next contender for her? Obviously, it's not going. It shouldn't be Ruby Soho because she obviously lost to her. Maybe you know you bring back Thunder Rosa, and Thunder is the one who takes the belt off her. Who knows? There's, there's so many you could do. Jamie Hader break away from Britt yep. Baker, or yeah. I was about to say not even break away from Jamie Hader. Actually, you know what? Maybe her and Britt Baker run the women's division. Nah, homie. It's not happening. You could see the dissension boiling. It's inevitable. Hater is going to obviously become, is going to go good. And then she's going to either feud with Baker um, or, or definitely, definitely go for the, the TBS title. Uh, women's championship would be honestly probably a good way. And um, that could, that could theoretically be if you wanted to, that could actually be Jade Cargill's loss if you build it right, maybe like four months down so, the road. So since you mentioned Jade Cargill's loss uh, yeah. in the chat, Red Velvet. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they do yeah. have history. Yeah. We talked about it before. We, yes. we talked about it last week, actually. Yes, actually we did. The, mixed, we did, we the did. mixed tag match. Yep. That, that oh, is an absolutely go. big, uh, big right there with that. Um, we would definitely yeah, history, feel yeah, like yep. that would be a fun one to see. Um, next one after that, uh, right before we got to the main event, uh, Malachi Black took on Brian Pillman Jr. Um, it was not the not the longest match of the night. It was a very short, quick match. Um, Just how it should have been. But very still per, very professional of both superstars, even with the botch finish. Pillman going for something. Obviously, he slipped. Was able to get right up and waste. They wasted no time and to fade the black for the finish. Malachi over. Um, he left. Went to come back to go after Julia Hart. Out comes the Lucha Brothers, and Malachi disappears into the night and then reappears on the stage. Um, I thought they were gonna bring Brody King in this night, but obviously they didn't. So they're still teasing it with that. I'm fine um, with that. Because everybody probably expects just one person, that person being Brody King, and then there's a whole gang behind Malachi Black. Like, I think that would be cool, especially yeah, but, with all of these 
you know, I, I don't want to say Ring of Honor releases, but the Ring of Honor guys that are free to come and go as they please now. I think Buddy, oh, yeah, don't we, got, we got Buddy Matthews too. Uh huh. <laughs> Buddy Matthews has been working New Japan, who is a friend of Malachi Black. House of Blackhausen, I love it, but I think Danhausen might be a little too comedic for that. Yeah. Uh, but don't get me wrong; he fits the mystique. But I, 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 I personally would love it. Could, uh, could I, you, could you I guys could see. Have... Hold on. Um, Dutch Vincent from Ring of Honor, Bateman. Brody King, Malachi Black, House of Black. Hmm. Yeah. Think about it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I hmm. think that would be perfect. Oh, the light bulb just went off of my head. Yes, absolutely. Please. I would love that. The House of Black just runs rump shot over AEW. It gives them another tag team. Yep. It gives them an it actually it gives them two tag teams because you could team uh black and uh king up. Um and then it gives them um Bateman you know, so many different options. Yeah, Bateman and Vincent, uh Bateman and Vincent or Vincent and uh king. Vincent and Dutch. Dutch and Bateman. There's so many playing fields you could run with that. But uh to touch on what uh C Ham said in the chat, even though he's not with us tonight, I know he's still chiming in in the chat. Uh Dan House of Dan House of Black Housing. Could you imagine that like Malachi Black being like all serious and then you just get ah yes, yeah, Dan Housing, yes, you gotta love it. All House of Black, yes. Like I I I, I, I could not take it serious, but that no, would, it would it would ruin the character. Like Dan House would have to be super, super dark, and that's never the way his character's been. No, he but <laughs> exactly. I, think, I, I would love to see him like do like his whole thing with CM Punk, or as he calls him Pepsi Man or Chris Judas. I would, you know, I'd be all for it with him. Like, doing, or just stick with uh, something with to do with the Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that I would love to see him do something like that just because it, it would be hilarious. I just think it'd be too much fan service for a company that wants to be taken seriously. I think that's yeah. my thing. Uh, but in the main yeah. event. Uh, we had Jungle, uh, Lucha, uh, Jurassic Express, not Jungle Express, Jurassic Express take on the Lucha Brothers for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, where we saw new champions crowned in Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy after a very wicked and nasty, nasty table spot where Luchasaurus choke slammed Ray Phoenix off the apron through a table, and we saw. Ray Phoenix's arm bent all the way back in what looked like it was broken, but reports have said that it is just a dislocation. I don't know how. How, how in your right mind was is oh, that just pause? A- pause. Hold on. Hold on. The Buffalo Bills are the AFC East champions. Hey, you know, I'll I'll go ahead. You know, we'll time out for uh, wrestling for a hot second. Yes, congratulations to the Buffalo Bills on being the AFC East champions. Uh, but now sidetrack back to that. Um, I don't know how that wasn't broken. I I damn near threw up in my mouth when I seen it. I couldn't. Like like it was gross. And I wasn't talking sure. about that right now. Yeah, I wasn't sure how he was when he landed and and took mm-hmm. that. I I screamed at my TV. I was like, "Pull your arm in, 
pull your arm in. I, that's literally all I could say. Oh, it and was then, in. It, I was like, oh, no. It was in. It was in, all right. The other way. <laughs> the other way, exactly. <laughs> Yikes. Hey, well, congratulations to, to you know, um, Jurassic uh, Express. Jurassic Express, you know, I, I think it's it's really awesome to finally see them get some titles. Uh, I want oh, to for see sure. on a good for run. Sure. Um, now, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's a, it's really good. It was a good match back and forth. I think the pacing was good. It showed, it showed a little bit more versatility, a little bit more of like peel the onion layer back of, of jungle boy of some moves that I was like, okay, he's doing a little bit more than I was expecting him to do, but it was also pleasing to see that he was showing more of his arsenal. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think this is going to be good for AEW, having them as tag champs. Obviously, once uh, Phoenix is obviously healthier, you know they're going to have their rematch, guaranteed. Absolutely. I mean, like, that's just got to happen. It's just got to. And, uh, but, I mean, look at it. I mean, when something bad happens, something now good usually comes out of that as well. And, obviously, we all wish Ray Phoenix, obviously, a speedy recovery, come back soon. Um, situation, but what are your thoughts on this actually helping out Pentagon and letting him on a singles run? What so, that could potentially do for him? I will. I'll make a quick note on this, and then um, we'll get Tommy's reaction, and then we'll uh, push forward real quick. Um, with Phoenix being out for a little bit, this actually makes it really good for Penta because now this pushes him into the singles. Uh, like you said, the title hunt where we could see him similar, similar to what. Uh... Ray did when Penta was out for a while. Yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. Penta could go for the heavyweight title or the TNT title. We we have mm-hmm. options here. Um, in the rampage, uh, we had uh Adam Cole take out Jake Atlas, where Jake Atlas suffered a knee injury, but Cole, the constant professional, they got it to the go home. They didn't waste much time. They didn't want to try to aggravate that. Um, that was very very smart on his hand. A very ring general ish uh move. And that's absolutely brilliant on Cole's hands. Um, we had Aaron Solo take out Hook, which Hook stretched him. And the then Hook. we Bro, got... Uh, we... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just give that Hook dude some disrespect like that moving that quickly right now. Come on now. Hey, man, I mean, look. That, <laughs> that, did you... Okay, I know the pop that he had the past few weeks was, was good, but... Tell me, dude. Watch him. What I just watched that night. It, he is massively over. I don't know, dude. But Jericho said it perfectly on commentary. He says uh, something about lightning in a bottle. You, 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 you rarely catch it, and when you do, you gotta go with it. And AEW has caught lightning in a bottle with what Hook's got going on right now. It's massively insane. I, I will agree. Hook has it. It you can't exactly. teach it. No, you cannot, and it's it's a very rare intangible. Um, yes, is that, that the nobody ever has? It is. It is it's the a AEW few, World is, Champion. That is. That is we can see that in the future, man. But you know what? I would rather see Hook take the TNT title first off Cody, yeah. put yep. Cody to sleep, and then go from there. Uh, we also yeah. saw a six-man tag team match, no holds barred. Between Eddie Kingston and uh, 
Pride and Powerful, uh, Santana and Ortiz take it on 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, where uh, Santana, Ortiz, and uh, Eddie Kingston went over, but 2.0 still had the last laugh, uh, and Daniel Garcia had the last laugh at the end. Um, and then in the main event, we had the women's tag. We had a women's tag match between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter, taking on Riho and Ruby Soho, where uh, uh, Riho got the one up over Jamie Hayter, still keeping it in the fact that um, Dr. Britt Baker cannot beat Riho even in a tag match. Honestly, a great story. The thing that I hate is that we're going to end up getting Rio versus Britt Baker for the title again. And I don't want that. Like we are, we are um, from this past weekend's battle of the belts um, where Dr. Britt Baker went over, but yes, it is. We're, and we're going to get a rematch. It's going to happen at revolution. For sure. Um, did it, did, didn't it Reba, uh, sorry, rebel. Uh, Reba, not rebel, but rebel, not Reba, rebel, whatever. Yes. <laughs> and uh hater. Didn't they actually interfere in that match? He did. So that kind of adds on to that whole illusion or that, that belief that Britt Baker has never really beat Riho. And even though she beat her uh, on Battle of the Belts, it was still kind of tainted. So in a way, yes. Yeah, I can see what you guys are saying about her getting another rematch. I don't know how I feel about that either, but you know. Exactly. Uh, and then we also had the interim uh, championship for the TNT title between Dustin Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara going over. We will eventually get the actual match to crown the undisputed TNT champion because Kobe got Did Cody you, got COVID. What happened at the end? And, and who who encountered who encountered Arn Anderson? Arn armed armed Anderson. Armed yep. Anderson. And, and Garcia. Oh yes, Daniel Garcia. Yes, yes, I for, I, I missed that. Yes, Daniel Garcia says he does not care whoever is the champion he wants next, which you know that will be fun to see. Uh, Daniel Garcia get his uh his opportunity at the TNT title as well. Uh, and then lastly, uh, we have Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. Uh, just gonna quickly go over the results real quick with that. Um, and then we can go ahead and. Hit that magic hour. Uh, in the pre-show, we had Jake something defeat Madman Fulton, which honestly, I watched the pre-show. It was a really solid match between the two big men. Um, Madman Fulton can definitely go and get a... Uh, definitely would love to see him get a singles run. For sure, for sure. Um, being in a locker room with the dude, I know he was fantastic. Uh, great person, great wrestler. He just, you know, in NXT it didn't work, but he's making it work for him like here in impact. So all the, all the, the good vibes his way. Um, and the second pre-show match, we had the debuting, uh, speedball, Mike Bailey, who debuted to take on Ace Austin, Chris Bay and Laredo kid, where Mike Bailey came out on top, pinning Chris, uh, pinning Ace Austin. Actually. Shocked. I'm not shocked that he went over. I'm a little shocked. It was on ACE, but Hey, you know, new stars. You got to create new stars somehow. I agree, but my personal opinion, I think I would have much rather Laredo Kid just because of the momentum Chris Bay has been on and Ace Austin. I don't think it diminishes anything, but I we could definitely see a rematch between uh, Bailey and um, and Austin, Austin as well. Yeah. 
Uh, the opening contest of Hard to Kill was the inaugural Knockouts Ultimate X match. Winner will get a number one contendership for the Knockouts Championship at a later date. Uh, we saw Tasha Steele defeat Alicia Edwards, uh, Chelsea Green, Lady Frost, Jordan Grace, and Rosemary. I did not think Tasha Steele was going to win. However, I think it's awesome she won, but I, I actually had Lady Frost winning. I had Jordan winning. I had Rosemary on that it's one. It's Jordan Grace. <laughs> I had Rosemary on that one. I'll okay. be honest with you. Okay. Um, after that, we saw into the Miguel verse. We saw <laughs> if you've seen the entrance, you saw the three spider trays. Uh, Trey Miguel defending the X Division Championship against Steve Macklin, and since Steve Macklin lost, he will never be able to challenge for the championship as long as Trey is champion. And I am finally happy to say thank you that this feud is done. I get it. I get it. It's. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best introduction for Macklin into into Impact. No, like him and Trey had great matches, but the feud went on way too long, in my opinion. It did. It it dragged out longer than what it should have. Honestly, it should have ended at the last pay per view where we left it at that, and you know Trey should have had a different opponent at this point. But hey, it's over. They're gonna put on a good match, and I'm happy that Trey retained. Uh, so now we can see where he goes next with the X Division title. Um, what are your guys' picks? What are your guys' real quick? What are your guys' picks on this next feud? Chris Bay. Makes sense. I would love to see him and Bay. I would love to see those two tear it up. Yeah, that would be good. You can give me that match any opportunity. You give me that match seven days a week and twice on a Sunday, and I will not get bored. You know what? Shock me a little bit. He's not with MLW no more. Bring in Myron Reed. Ooh. Bring in Hotfire Myron Reed. Myron Reed versus Trigger Trey Miguel in 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 uh in Impact for the X Division Championship. Run it. Um, I don't next, hate it. I don't hate it. Next, for the first time ever, we saw in a pure rules match, Ring of Honor's World Champion Jonathan Gresham defended against Chris Saban. Yeah, it was a good. I I I, I, yeah. I again, Ryan. <laughs> no, go ahead. We were both pretty much agreeing. Go ahead. I want to hear you first. Uh, I am a huge Chris Saban fan. Um, I'm an even bigger Jonathan Gresham fan. Seeing pure rules wrestling and impact makes yeah. me so happy. Yep. Because like impact has always been like a gimmick promotion. They've always had some kind of like gimmick matches, ultimate X King of the mountain monsters ball. Like these are all things that they, what, what was it? The, the asylum match yep. i think uh, the, the terror dome match yeah like they've always had some kind of gimmick elevation like, x yep so like seeing pure wrestling on display makes me so happy and being able to see two of my favorites go at it like just well, I, I can't chef's kiss enough now <laughs> i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you this was me that when i was watching it i was sitting here and i was I was on the old gaming machine. That match came on. This is what happened. This went down. My controller went down and my eyes were glued to the to the screen because that a match like that is what reminded me of why I became a wrestling fan and why I became one as well. Because it told the best story. It had all of what you needed it to be. And you didn't have to oversaturate it with a bunch of high spots. You didn't. Yeah, it was, um, it was a phenomenal. Okay. Very technical for sure um definitely definitely one of those like like tommy was saying matches that just very 
pure wrestling ability from both men. It showed both their um, IQ in wrestling, um, what they displayed in the ring that night. And, and what are your guys' thoughts on the Ring of Honor title getting more um, more airtime? I love it. I love it. it. It can't hurt the business at all because Ring of Honor played such an influential part on so many promotions. Uh, I love it. Um, so from the chat, uh, question comes in. Do we see, much like the X Division, uh, will we see pure wrestling and impact permanently? I hope so because it, it, yeah. it gives more substance to your competitors. Again, like I was saying before, you don't have to do a million high spots. You don't have to do a thousand destroyers. You don't have to do a million dives. That technical masterclass that oh, it- Gresham and Saban put on with pure rules, you know what? Bring that element into Impact Wrestling. Bring that element more into professional wrestling as a whole. And I think we'll get a little bit more substance to your, the product that we're that we're seeing on TV every week. I yeah, want to go on the record. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> I was just going to tie it in. And with the whole pure wrestling aspect, um, I kind of wanted to talk about it earlier, but I'll kind of just briefly. And then, I, uh, Tommy, you can have the floor. It, it was very similar to when, obviously, uh, Danielson and Hangman were facing. And, and Hangman kept trying to build up for his finisher. Build up, build up, build up. Couldn't hit it. Instead of hitting it and Brian kicking out multiple times, he hit it one time and it was one, two, three over. So just tying into that pure wrestling, I, I want to see more pure wrestling on Impact. I hope they do. But uh, yeah, go ahead. It's all it's all psychology based. Uh, but I want to yeah. go on record of saying this: <clears throat> Jonathan Gresham and what he's doing. Not only what he did in the pure division in Ring of Honor, but what he's doing now with the Ring of Honor World Title and only defending it in pure rules matches. Jonathan Gresham is becoming the renaissance man of professional wrestling once again, because we've had, we had a renaissance where indie wrestling was everything. And all these indie guys are going to NXT. That's great. Now we have pure wrestling being on display in multiple promotions, being defended with a, a brand, a company's brand that we have grown to know as being a pure wrestling company, Ring of Honor. Like I said, we we don't have the Danielsons. We don't have the McGinnises. We don't have the Samoa Joes, the CM Punks without Ring of Honor. So seeing that style still evolve and be pushed into the, into the spotlight uh, properly blows my mind and it makes me so happy. I want, with Gresham, doing that on impact and with the deal with the WWE and impact going, I want to see Drew Gulak versus uh, Jonathan Gresham for the ring of honor title. Yes, please. I want to see Cesaro versus Jonathan Gresham for the ring of honor title. I want to see all these technicians that the WWE has pushed aside into the 24 seven division or random tag teams or just random main event show spots. I, 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 there's Get one the chance. There, there's one I do want to see as well. I want to see, um, because I do watch like his, his, uh, training videos, Mustafa Ali and Jonathan Gresham. I would love to see them two go at it because Ali Gable versus Gresham. Please. That's, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll, I'll pay, that. I'll pay full price for five tickets for that. <laughs> um, next with the, uh, 
on Hard to Kill, uh, Josh Alexander defeated Jonah by submission. Um, they put on a really big, heart-heavy um, back-and-forth match, uh, which was fun to see um, Josh Alexander getting the dupe over uh, Jonah after you know being attacked by him weeks prior to set up this match. Um, now I just want to see, does Josh Alexander actually get his rematch now against Moose for the Impact title, or are they just going to blow him off to the side and be like, you know... Never happened. Yeah. Never happened. It never happened. And in black, <laughs> just click the button. Never happened. Uh, next, we saw the 10-man hardcore war between Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino defeating the Good Brothers and Violet by Design, where after the match, we saw the OGK, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett. Uh, we've seen Vincent. We've seen PCO. And we also seen the return of Maria Canellis as well. They all laid waste to everybody in the ring and standing tall where we saw uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett holding up the Impact Tag Team Champions. Is that a foreseeable future thing that we see? Forward? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to have him back. I'm glad to see him back in Impact. Mm -hmm. I, yep. think, I think he flourished very, very well in Impact. Like, he was great in Ring of Honor. He did better in, in Impact, in my opinion. I think Impact is what got him signed to the WWE, of course. But, yeah. Agreed. yeah. And then in our co-main event, we saw Moose take on Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey, where Moose retained the Impact Championship by pinning Matt Cardona. So that now puts both of them to the wayside, and now who's going to be the next challenger for Moose? Morrissey. Morrissey solo, yeah. I can yep. see that. And then in the main event, in a Texas death match, Impact Knockouts champion was on the uh, championship was on the line as Mickey James defeated uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Um Now the big because of the big headlines, Mickey James being the Impact Women's Champion, being in the WWE Royal Rumble. Could they honestly do the unthinkable and Mickey win the Rumble and go on to main event a Mania? No. No, but I do think the Impact Women's title will be defended at WrestleMania. I, I absolutely, in my heart of hearts, feel like some, some Impact Championship is going to be defended. Maybe the X Division title. Oh, no, wait, those those are cruiserweights. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that, that won't happen. But if, we'll, we'll leave on that, we'll leave this question out there. If... Mickey James is to defend the Impact Women's title at WrestleMania. Who would it be against? Deanna. Maybe Deanna? Maybe Charlotte? No. No. No, no, no. Absolutely no. not. No. No. No, because Charlotte is on the boat. No. You know, you know they would make you know they'd make Charlotte win. Oh, I'd I, I back out of the deal. Whatever deal they have, I'd back out immediately. <laughs> um, I'd like to see Bianca. Bianca would be fun. I, go I think that. Bianca, <laughs> Bianca, and Mickey would be great. Um, yeah. Hmm. Liv Morgan, if 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 she don't win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be a maybe. I, no, I don't think it'll be a big name. In all honesty, we we um, never know. We never know. We you never know. We we got a lot of time to talk. We got a lot of time to see and sit and, and like just. Write down all of our thoughts on this and everything because we're 20 days from the Rumble. We are almost there. Um, with all the stuff that's been going on right now, we don't know what's going to happen. We're all we're all shocked by the stuff that's hitting here. 
But guys, it is that magic hour of the night, so we're, it is the best time, but it's also the saddest time as well. Ryan, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you on social media. Uh, yeah, they can find me at uh, Twitch at Stambino, and that's it for social medias. Um, outside of that, I just want everyone to have a you know a good week. Enjoy wrestling, what we're about to get this week. I think we're about going to be in for some good stories to tell for next week. And uh, as always, just make sure to tune in and uh, don't miss out on the uh, next podcast. And on top of that as well, said you said we've got some good stories coming up. Going into the man who brings us our scary stories from every Monday through Friday. The stories, the scary stories to retweet to your friends. Tommy, where can the people find you? You guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash jumpboostgaming. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at jumpboostgaming. You can find me on Twitter at PokeyTommyMon. Uh, and then, of course, if you guys are a fan of scary stories, you can listen to it. And this podcast and many, many more over at pushstartmedianetwork.com. Hey, Danny, can you hit that button for me? Yeah, I was about to say, in honor of Seaham, who ain't here tonight, where can we find all this stuff at? Pushstartmedianetwork.com. Pushstartmedianetwork.com. You guessed it. Pushstartmedianetwork.com. And guess and one more time, if you guys still didn't get understand where you get it from, you can get it from where? Pushstartmedianetwork.com. Pushstartmedianetwork.com. You guessed it. Pushstartmedianetwork.com. Absolutely. Pushstartmedianetwork.com for all your podcasting needs and merch apparel as well. And then for myself, you guys can find me on all social medias at shutupdanny underscore TTV from Instagram to Twitch to Twitter. Um, soon to be making a little bit of a surprise thing coming forward, a little extra adventures out there as well. Guys, for myself, from Danny, it's for Ryan and for Tommy as well. We're the R, the Marksman, and we will be back here next week as we bring you more news. Guys, have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you guys later.